everybody. I'm Jimmy Deep. I'm Brad Churchwell. And I'm Farhan Galani. Just though, when one of our associates, when we were moving into the new office, they came over, we're giving them a tour, and they looked over and said, so what do you do anyways? And the response was like, what do you mean? And the quick question was like, I don't know. So-and-so said, you guys are drug dealers. And the response was, well, you know we're not going nowhere then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they're the ones who signed we up. We don't have to do this. Yeah. yeah. And they're the ones who signed up. And they've been with us for nine years. Talk about our shredded. A shredded debacle. It's been going on for two days. You know, good things takes time. I don't know, man. I bitched yesterday. I was like, fucking, I was about to leave after the meeting. I <laughs> Jimmy decided to in. say, I'm going to go move the boxes downstairs. And I'm like, what? nobody nobody asked you to come. <laughs> I know. I'm like, naturally, I'm like, uh, I, I'll i be down there in a minute. And then on my way home, I was bitching to everybody. I'm like, I got fucking paper cuts everywhere. <laughs> nobody asked you to come, man. <laughs> All I said was I needed to go move some boxes and... He always shows up. I know his he style. He always shows up. I know his style. He's like, oh, I guess I'm going to go move boxes yeah. by myself. I'm like, oh, I guess that's my cue. So what? We moved 50-some boxes. Damn. I killed it. Look at this. You can tell. You now we got, got another 100-and-some boxes to go. Yeah. This morning I said that. It's happening. After this podcast. But hey, it's the new year. First podcast of 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We ended a very interesting podcast for last year. That was something. Ended with something. Carlin? Yes. Um, and then we what went on, not went on holidays. We were still working. We went on a podcast holiday. hiatus. Yeah. The end of season one. What did you guys do for the holidays? I went to Maui. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you post pictures of it? Yeah, yeah. No. I just chilled with the family. Nice. Did you it's watch good. movies? We watched. Did you do the coca bombs? Did you get any of those coca bombs? I, I, you know what? We had hot chocolate, but it was just plain old regular. Hot chocolate? Bombs? Yeah. <laughs> bombs. Bombs. <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't, I still don't quite understand what the, because that was like a thing, hey, this year. Oh, it was a big thing. What is You it? know, I got some cocoa bombs. But like I was trying to get people it's, exactly. It's just hot chocolate just it's like a in big a ball. ball. It's like a big ball. It's stuffed with marshmallows inside. And it's a big chocolate ball and stuffed hot chocolate with marshmallows. Mix. And and whatever else that's in there, I guess. Yeah. And then you uh, put warm. You put warm milk in, and then you drop the ball in, and then oh, it and then melts, melts and then it opens it's up. Like a TikTok and thing. then it's like, look at all these marshmallows. But nice. does it taste different than hot chocolate from a package with marshmallows? Oh, it's good for you content. Don't, I bought some really good hot chocolate yeah. powder. It was delicious. The ones you gave well, us for Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I put in the thing. Yeah, I kept some. So I want to ask you, actually, those Korean face masks you gave us. Yes. Amazing. Are we supposed to wait for them to dry? No. Oh, fuck. I waited That'll forever. Take forever. <laughs> It'll take fucking like half a day. I was like so annoyed. I was like, you gave me faulty face masks. It's just supposed to crisp up. No, you're supposed and to. 20 minutes. Cairo's watching me. He's just like, dad, 
you have marshmallows on your face? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Jimmy gave this to me. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> if you you take it out of the pack, right? Put it on your face. Which takes, it's very it's complicated to even get it on. Oh, yeah, but there's this video on TikTok need, like, or a few Instagram <laughs> of this dude, this one dude. He did it, and it's like completely smooth because what you're supposed to do is like put it on, and then you're supposed to take your fingers and run it against your skin, and it smooths everything out, and it just looks like it's. So you gotta push the air out the sides. Yeah, you gotta push the yeah, air out the sides and everything. If I had non-Korean instructions, instructions. <laughs> you still got some left. So I was in there. I'm like, this. <laughs> well, I thought they were all masks, and They're then I'm all like, masks. Oh, well, except the the sponge. The, there's like a sponge for. Or cleaning, did you like, start your... wiping your face? <laughs> <laughs> It's a keyboard sponge. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Those are wicked stocking stuffers. Yeah, yeah for sure. But you still have some left? I have one. Okay, put it on and then start smoothing them out. And you're supposed to wear it for 20 minutes. Take them off. And then you're supposed to rub the excess uh, liquid? moisture liquid that's left on your face See, all in of that's, to your all face. Oh, that's confusing. You should have had instructions for us. You don't read Korean? Why is because why would I think of taking out the residue from there? And like, no, 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 no. I no. Didn't know it'll, that. It'll, it'll, it'll stay on your, when you take your mask off. It'll still stay on your face, so that you could rub oh, the rest of it I into take your more face. From the packet. No, no, no. <laughs> rub it. I was like, I was trying to wait for this drive, make myself wet again. No, no. I learned all this after I was confused and talking some shit. I was like, I'll get it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Why, I showed somebody, the package. Did somebody and, show you? Well, a couple of people are like, nice. Those are Korean. Uh, <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do, and I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I got that Jimmy told me to slap myself with Jello. Those are, but dry. I waited pretty long. Yeah, a really long time for it to dry. It out. will never dry. It didn't. Just like the part that like leaked yeah, over no. here dried out a bit. It won't dry <laughs> <laughs> for like maybe a day. It'll be like dried to your face. Yeah, then you gotta have a problem gotta take a problem. it off. <laughs> That's right. So we all know what Farn did over the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had a lot of lube on my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What about you, Jimmy? What'd you do? <laughs> well, tell us about your exciting time then. I really did nothing. Uh, Hung out, watched some Christmas movies like I usually do. What was the best Christmas movie you saw this se- this season? Oh, oh wow, well, that was good. I mm. saw the second Chris uh, Chronicles, mm. Christmas Chronicles. Mm. Saw that number two. Saw the Grinch. Okay, we saw that. We saw that. The cartoon on Netflix. The new one. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was going to be way cuter. Mm, yeah, I see what you're saying. I thought it was going to be so much more funnier and witty. Because of the preview. The preview, they made it seem like he was like running from all these people. But at the end of the day, it was just... Like, mm. And his little spiel at the end, terrible. That he's got a family now. Yeah, that's right. Fuck that's right. off, Grinch. I also <laughs> saw... Uh, the other movie... I think I saw it before, but then I watched it again. It was... Um, that girl from Sex and the City, and she got it. Her husband left her, and then she went to Africa on her own. And then she joined like a elephant conservation reserve. Oh yeah, uh, I've never seen that one. It was Be- pretty good. Before I forget, <laughs> Sex and the City is coming back out again. What really? Mm-hmm. Movie or show? A show. Same characters. Same characters except one. No, now. for real. Mm-hmm. I watched that Sex in the City in a week. Eight seasons. What? Really? I can do eight seasons in a week. <laughs> and I went ser- to Toronto to watch it. <laughs> that's serious. 
Yeah, that's some binge watching. Oh, Sarah Parker. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker, yeah. Okay. Well, that, everybody had a pretty chill Christmas holiday. What about New Year? We're back at it. Yeah. The shutdown is causing a an issue. Has it? Well, you know what? You know what's interesting? The last time everybody was like, and I feel like this is a generalization of like the conversations I've had. People were like, all right, you know, it's new. I want to help. I want to be uh, helpful to the greater good. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to get locked mm-hmm. down. I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of scared of this thing. Mm-hmm. And then this way around, and then this time around, it seems like the consensus is like, I've had enough yeah. of this crap. Fuck this. Uh, yeah, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm hearing from a lot of different people. So I don't know. I mean, there's lots of theories and stuff out there. But 2021... Um, it's awesome how everyone's like, say goodbye to 2020. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, imagine it just end, right? Oh, I can't wait. It's like, like, the magic over. <laughs> and it's like, there's another lockdown. Who cares? It's going to be in 2020. It's like, nah. It's... The magical switch of like, oh, it's a new year. Everything is gone. Yeah, yeah. It's now brand people new. are no, talking about 2024. <laughs> Changes, lots of changes happening though. Yeah. Hey? Good changes. Yeah. Like, um, seems like some realtors out there are getting fed up with 2021 or 2020. Havers. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. an interesting, uh, that was crazy. advertisement. Yeah. So, what Friends. was it? What was the exact thing that he was going after? What you chewing over there for? The <laughs> Pistachios. Hey, you might not hear yourself yeah, chew, yeah, that's a, but it's right it's in loud. our ear. It's like you're eating that right in my ear. Sorry, audience. Fuck these guys. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the audience. You're fine. I'm done. Well, you don't, oh. you don't sit back. Warren's <laughs> all crossed armed. <laughs> I'm done then. <laughs> no, uh, Sorry, what were you saying before I interrupted? I don't know, just uh, what was the whole thing with Justin Haver exactly? Oh, yeah. I wasn't really following yesterday. Uh, Brad, you... Well, I mean, I was trying to follow it, but it was a pretty busy day yesterday. But basically, he was uh, he, he was doing a recruiting campaign, and he kind of put a message out there that... I don't, I don't know, like, I think it was partly recruiting because of the last part, but then a part of it felt like it was like, he was also trying to get new business. Like, yeah. It was like I think a it was, double, I think it was, it was like both. a double yeah. thing. Yeah. Because yeah. he was speaking to agents as well as the public. Yeah. So, yeah. and basically the message or the sentiment was that, you know, you're the individual agent, the individual agent model is a, like a dinosaur. It's a dying breed that were endangered, and that super teams <laughs> are, are the, the future. Way of the future. You got to wonder if he was actually doing it to benefit him or get under others' skin. Oh uh, no, I, I don't, don't think, know. I man. don't think he meant. I didn't think he anticipated the reaction. I think maybe <laughs> he kind of was like, you know, what's up? I don't care. But then he, I don't think he expected the backlash. That well, when you're going out there and saying. <laughs> Well, if you have no like, there are yeah. empathy, 
It's pretty stupid. The <laughs> era of individual agents are becoming an ex, uh, it's going to be extinct. I mean, that's a pretty strong statement to put out there. Yeah. To an industry that is most likely 80% individual agents. I'm just taking a stab in the dark here, but I'm thinking it's oh, about at minimum. 80%. Johnny, yeah. Johnny Depp's color. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's Sorry. I said Johnny Depp's calling. On his phone. Oh. <laughs> That's an inside joke. I always want to get that. I know. You'll get it. What it, was for, it was for us going on the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that oh, was yeah. an interesting... It blew up. Everybody started talking about it. And you know what? I think it went the wrong way. I think it could have been uh, avoided. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it did sort of turn into something else, though, more than that ad. Yeah, it did. And uh, that was interesting as well. And I don't know what comes of that, but playing there was devil's some advocate, serious allegations leveled. Yes. Playing devil's advocate, I've always said any attention is good attention. And out of 6,000 associates or 6,800, whatever, if 10 people that resonated with them and he joins them, maybe it paid off for him. Well, but here's the thing, though. When you're doing high volume and you have high turnover, and that's an assumption, I'm not going to say that that is because that's an assumption, that you're doing high volume and you have high turnover. Um, You've already known, you're already known within that 6,000 associates. Like, I'm pretty sure all 6,000 associates know or heard of or have seen. If you haven't, then you're not doing real estate. But... You're alienating all of them for a small percentage of, um, mm. and but, these... but but I, I think I think the core, I think the par- core of that was because one a new business it wasn't about it wasn't about attracting agents to you, the team. You think at it all. was mo- you think it was more about gaining it new had, business than it was recruiting. It had to be that because. Was wrong yeah. approach then. Because that because it was business? first an advertisement. Okay. It was a public advertisement. And the whole thing that was written uh, basically uh, talked about how a team is much more superior to an individual agent. Mm -hmm. Garnering the public to say, if I wanted to sell my home or buy a a home, I should approach a team because of what was being said. Right. It was just at the very end that it got tacked on there that said... uh, if you are looking to join a team, yeah. <laughs> contact these two people. And you know what, man? Like, honestly, like how that that must have came through. It was so long that it must have been read over multiple times by multiple people. And for people to put their name at the bottom, those people had to have read the thing. Yeah. And how the hell did that pass that many people? And nobody said... Yo, I don't yeah, know. I don't this know, is man. a good idea, man. I don't like, know, man. <laughs> maybe, you know what? Maybe they did. Maybe yeah. there is. I don't know. Nobody knows. What maybe, brokerage yeah. does he work for? <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody knows. But nobody wants to answer me. <laughs> Haver, Haver works for First. Remax first. first. Yes. So the broker owners didn't get through that? Well, we nobody know. knows. We don't know. I mean, you would hope. But when we... when maybe we, no, but you can't control, control them. But the thing is, you can't control everybody, as we know. Like, no. I mean, things can go out. But and big, big campaign type stuff, especially should. from some of the more productive agents or more visible agents. Absolutely. They always 
check with us. They always, yeah, I hey, mean, what do you think of this? Just put, I'm putting this out. You guys any issues you with it? You can't control everybody, yeah. but we've had multiple associates come with us some ridiculous scenarios and it hasn't gone through. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we've had even some of the, even <laughs> posts on Facebook, even posts on Facebook, sure. um, associates come to us and say, hey, what do you, what do you think about this? And what do you, should I post it? Is this a good, you know, sometimes we're like, no, I don't think that's a great idea. Other times, um, yeah, absolutely go for it, but maybe change this and that or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to, you, you really can't point fingers at like whatever, but we can probably all agree that it was not great taste. No. So, so what do you think should come of this? Um, you know, I think it was harsh enough in the words, you know, I'm, I'm a very, like, I think, uh, I'm a person that's kind of like in the middle and can see both sides of things or whatever, you know what I mean? But I think that uh, a part of it is that he's thinking that I think that he's just telling the, what he believes to be true, mm-hmm. whoever that wrote that, it might not even have been him. I'm not sure, but who, whoever did that will see that it was true, right? To them. And, uh, it was just the way that it was presented, uh, that it was just completely offside. And I think that some of the words that were used can definitely be uh, treated as um, just, you know, talking negatively about other industry members. And we have, we have codes of ethics and we have professional codes that we have to follow. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, personally, I think that the, the, it, it's not what was said, it was how it was yeah, said. Yeah, the focus was that, focusing on the the what the perceived shortcomings of individuals rather right. than the benefits of a team. Yeah, and I think it was some kind grounds. of like throwing everybody under the bus to stand on top of the pile. Yeah, I think if there's any Remax first agents that are disgruntled, <clears throat> they should come on over, <laughs> and we'll take care of them until that office is ready for them to take them back. That's true, right? We would. That's- we are just nice like that. I, two months free. Two months. Just and hold on to you. We'll two months on. free back. <laughs> no, but I, I think just what joking, was said. <laughs> what was said was uh, was not the the belief and the whatever. Everybody's entitled mm. to their own belief. How it was said, I think, uh, probably crossed some lines that could construe sure. to. Um, Sure. You know, I think go against some of the codes that we have in place. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. All power to him. He didn't care. Oh, I know. But I think he cares today. I think that's what caused the problem. No, yesterday he was like. Maybe today he might not also. I don't know, man. (laughs) Uh, That was pretty damaging. And and it turned into people stepping forward that used to be on his team and a lot of shit was said. Oh, a lot of stuff came out that maybe shouldn't have come out. Well, I guarantee you a billboard incoming in front of this office. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to say something like that. We got to have to explain the fact that there was a billboard that was in our parking lot in our old office. And, um, you know, again, two sides to every story, man, like two sides to every story. Do you know how upsetting it would be for, and you know, uh, on one side, as we thought, he didn't know that it was there because billboard sure. companies run. Um, yeah, he just has a, he just has a budget with them, and, yeah, and they, they just, just move put it them up wherever. wherever. It yeah, it wasn't like he said. Yeah, just put one here. That. Yeah, so kind that of. that didn't. So for sure, I, uh, it was discovered that it was uh, not intentional, of course. But still, we had to deal with it, and you know, mm-hmm. ha- imagine having 
90 agents come in and outside of your door yeah. to look at another agent's billboard. Yeah, like every right time you see that guy, there. and then he's right in your living room. We had to really stop agents from drawing mustaches. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> That's not even a lie. Yeah. They're all like, hey, man. You mean Jimmy had to stop you? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> was <my> buddy. <laughs> there were a number of associates that said, no, nobody's going to know. I'm like, no. Don't fucking touch Don't that fuck shit. With that, yeah. How would we look with a guy beside us with a mustache? <laughs> In the content we took. But you know what? To stop. But, you know, we got so many phone calls about mm. that and how to resolve it and whatever. And we did. But it took weeks because people were slow. Like, it's not overnight that you can just rip a billboard down. So, you know, you got to address it somehow. And you got to, you know, it doesn't yeah, you try really, to have really some really fun matter, with it, make know. light of it. That was the best approach. That was awesome. Yep. You guys but the did. other thing is, I'm not sure if we were actually trying to make light of it. We were bored in an afternoon and decided to take a ladder and jump up there. <laughs> <laughs> let's take pictures and let's use the Remax because it's free advertising. <laughs> we didn't sabotage Remax first or we didn't sabotage Justin Haver like at all. His picture was yeah, did any, of those, did any of those uh, posts show him on? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no we were... We were Careful very careful that. of that. Yeah. No, like absolutely no I brokers, no nothing. Thought Jimmy and I looked pretty cute. It was amazing. We were drinking I coffee on there. Yeah, chilling on a billboard. Those are that was fun. I think the confusion was how we got up there, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what upset everybody. But you know, everybody's entitled to their own mm-hmm. scenario. But New Year, lots of changes. Um, which got me thinking the other day, whenever I'm driving, I'm always thinking funny things, random thoughts go through my head, but like, isn't it funny how people have difficulty making such, no, no, I'm going to back up how people can easily make decisions to do something on a whim, such as let's say purchasing a big ticket item sure okay let's say you know you see a big sale you you know you see a big sale on a vehicle let's not say that everybody buys a vehicle but somebody a big sale on a vehicle they can justify buying something materialistic about it you know what i mean they can buy a $1500 new iphone every year every couple of years they can um buy you know Oh, yeah, Farn's showing me the picture. Yes, I remember that. It's amazing. <laughs> but uh, you can find that on our Instagram. Just keep on scrolling down. Remax iRealty Innovations. Nice. Not SLS. Not, not, uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Not Hennessy Bucks Podcast. <laughs> but um, the, what was I talking about? Oh, you're making decisions to buy big ticket items, and mm-hmm. it's so easy just to make a decision to spend money. Yeah. Okay? Like, I want to spend money. I want to, it's just on a whim, you can buy it. But yet making a change in your own business or making a change in your own life to save money is just, it's it's just so much more difficult. And people would rather just continue in their status quo paying for things Versus cutting it, and you know that's that goes with cable. Wow, I got to make all these changes. Yeah. yeah, that comes. That's a whole different character. Well, even even cell phones, ambition cable, plays, it yeah. takes a huge role in that. Subscription, a huge role. subscription based stuff. Mm. 
it's funny. People get kind of overwhelmed all of a sudden with that kind of thing. Whereas yeah. in normal, n- normal, they're, they're not people that are it's, typically overwhelmed on a regular basis. But when right. it comes to change, it's like, whoa. <clears throat> because change doesn't pay you right away. Like, yeah, but even when, man. Even when it's obvious you. change to like drastically reduce your costs with like insurance, an insurance provider or your cell phones or whatever, yeah. anything, anything that's a regular insurance is bill. A, insurance yeah. is a really good example. Like you can continue with your insurance company. You know, they're paying, they're, you're paying a little bit more, even though you, let's say you get a quote and it's a little bit cheaper, like a thousand bucks cheaper a year or something. Thousand? Yeah. Let's say a thousand. I just did that recently. A thousand bucks a year cheaper. You would hesitate on moving your insurance because you would just say like, ah, oh, man, I just, oh, uh, I'm just going to keep it. Same thing with cable. I got to call Cable's them. a big thing. Like, cable, you I don't keep... care about, but the thing is with insurance, the factor is like if you've dealt with your insurance company once or twice and they've taken care of you, it's very There's hard. There's some value in that, for it's, sure. It's very hard to yeah. consider another option in case now you have a... In case there's, yeah, a service. In things. case the service goes down. Like that service is worth for. something. That's true. But yeah. like last year... <clears throat> are you reflecting... Are you uh, moving towards the value that we provide in comparison to the cost? Well, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's one thing that I was going to talk about. But... Um, like for instance, uh, then I'm going to take my comments back that's completely (laughs) different. No, because what for insurance? Okay. So for insurance, right. Uh, they insured my house. They insured. Oh yeah. Yeah. You just touched that microphone. Oh my God. Uh, So they, they insured my house. Quick little thing going on. All the vehicles and stuff. Right. And then we bought a, one of those camper van things and the insurance we were with, the provider we were with, TD. I forgot about that. They didn't cover that thing. They didn't cover it. So then I said- They wouldn't cover it? They won't cover it. It's their policy. They don't cover class recreational, B recreational vehicles. Yeah. They just don't. And the way that they handled that was so, it was like we were driving around uninsured for Fuck. like two, three weeks. That's some serious first world problems. <laughs> So then I took the, so I took the entire, I took everything that was with them and I moved it just because of that one thing. And it saved me a thousand bucks. After rewind, I want you to tell us the truth. Were you actually driving with no insurance? Yeah, I was because I didn't know. Oh, you thought you were covered? Yeah, I thought I was covered. I'm fucking quitting this business. Shit just changed. <laughs> no, because they said, you, you know, when you buy a vehicle, you call them. Sure, yeah. And then, uh, so like, hey, on, add this to my. Add this. And did you think you had it? Yeah. Oh, that's why I'm back in the business. <laughs> no, no, because There's no way Jimmy drives without insurance, knowing. No, no way I would do that. But they said so. They uh, some of the things that they have to underwrite, right? can take a couple of weeks. So they insure you for two weeks while they do the underwriting and then they'll call you back and they say, and they'll tell you, yes, this is what the premium done. is. It's yeah. all done, whatever. You'll get something in the mail. But or if whatever. you don't, if they don't call you back. Um, you should assume it's all good. You would assume that it's good. You should. Right. But anyway, we had a couple of conversations and then they Just said they were going to call me back. Never think of it again. They said Ever. they were going to call me back and they didn't call me back. And then I just thought it was all good. But it wasn't until I called and said, hey, where's my pink slip? Oh, sir, what are you talking so, about? It was a good story. 
But where were you going? Nothing. I'm just telling you. That's why people are difficult. It's mm-hmm. difficult for people to make changes. It's true. In their lives. Well, and people will be like, even before we move on, um, how many times have you heard somebody be like, what do you what do you pay for your cell phone? And you tell them like, fuck, I pay like 200 bucks. And they'd be like, yeah, I don't call them up. And they're like, yeah, I should yeah, do I that. Should. <laughs> and then like yeah, a year later, it's the that. same shit. There's no difference that how Raj sent you guys that. I signed message. up. You signed up when you were saying that on the group chat. I was like, yo, I paid 350 And I was like, I'll do it one day. Yeah. <laughs> and then exactly. the next day when you came and you're like, I did it. I was like, fuck, I should have done that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. And, I th- and again, the same thing, going back to your question about our fee structure at Remax. Mm-hmm. Now, this was... Un, well, anticipated, but yet also kind of like, damn, like still a little surprising. Still surprising because, yeah. you know, the fee structure we're putting in, people are saving. Other agents who are paying, you know, twelve hundred dollars a month or more are saving like six yeah. grand a year. Yeah. Well, like we're priced at a point, and that it doesn't affect the service that we've provided. A matter of fact, we provide more service than what mm-hmm. we did before, I, I would say. I mean, outside of this COVID scenario, but yet at a lower cost. But when people come in and we talk to them, it's a hesitation of... They're, yeah, they're skeptical. Like, kind of like, what's the catch? So yeah. naturally, the skepticism comes. Um, and I feel like kind of makes sense where are, are they in trouble? Because the price that we're offering and the, the cost it's pretty approach, radical change. It's, it's a very radical change. And it only comes from either much good or something's really sure. fucked up. Right? But you know, so it, it kind of makes sense from a devil's advocate's perspective that yeah, people and, and question it. And there is competition forces that are feeding that narrative. But time always beats, like, conquers. Yeah. Oh, of course. That nonsense. Well, the thing is, like, they don't, it's, it's, I know it's, and I think this is probably part of it, is that people, it's so hard for people to believe that we did the things that we did for the sole benefit of the people in our office. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't, and it wasn't even for us. All of the things that we put in place to cut cost, uh, reduce um, rent, uh, system changes where we pay less. Uh, any savings that we've had throughout that time, I mean, you guys know, we sat down and we looked at all the costs and we looked at the uh, uh, all of how that worked and how many associates we needed to, to put us exactly where we were. None of that went to our bottom line. None of it. No. And that's how we were able to achieve the numbers that we did was that everything that we saved on went to reducing the fees that we were charging. Mm-hmm. But let's be real. But- yeah. Based on the fact that we're drug dealers. <laughs> I'm just joking. We should have paused that. I can, we can delete that. I just wanted to say it for fun for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give some people the context behind there. We've been, we've been called we've been called by other owners yeah, in all this kinds industry. Of all so kinds They're of things. Bankrupt. And one of them and one of them were drug dealers. Which <laughs> You know, if you look at Farhan, I guess you can't yeah. blame him. Gangsters don't come across <laughs> People say just about anything when they don't have a great argument. Well, that's you. the that's the funny part, man. Like, I don't how many name times? Names. 
but he rhymes with Marjor Bedeen. <laughs> you know how many? Okay, like we've been no sense. We've been in we've been in this business for eleven years now. This year, this year coming is eleven years, and still to this day, yeah, I know that when an when an agent goes talks talks to their broker about moving or switching offices or whatever it might be. When they they always bring up, well, those guys aren't going to be around. Oh, they're pretty young. I don't think they're going to make it. It's yeah. year eleven. Oh, well, I don't know. That <laughs> office is going to be 11. around. It's like motherfucker. We've <laughs> yeah. been here for eleven years. You know what, what the, the best hell? is though? When one of our associates, when we were moving into the new office, they came over. We're giving them a tour, and they looked over and said, "So, what do you do, anyways?" And the response was like, what do you mean? And the quick question was like, I don't know. So-and-so said, you guys are drug dealers. And the response was, well, you know, we're not going nowhere then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they're the ones who signed we up. We wouldn't have to do this. If we, yeah. Yeah. And they're the ones who signed up. And they've been with us for nine years. And yeah. happily. Oh, this was all way back Way when. back, yeah. And like, yeah. it's been going on for so long yeah. that that's how we came across with it we're like okay but how long can you use this like how long i know you know what's so funny though is like now we just but it's changed over the years yeah things change sure but this recent fee change this recent fee change has it all started back up again yeah like oh those guys are going out of business and you know what's funny you guys have been dealing with this shit for 11 years which is so fun yeah but me coming into the picture i'm like i hear this shit i'm like Yo, let's go fuck <laughs> these guys up. That's bullshit. And you guys are like, settle down, man. We've been. This is funny. Well, more so it's, it's more taking like, me a minute if, to kind of. No, but if we if we go attack, there that ends the war. Yeah. Over here, it's more fun. <laughs> like it's like nice. Nah, they keep putting themselves underwater. <laughs> it's the best. Every time they talk shit about us, they're throwing us life jackets. Mm. So. <laughs> So going back to the skepticism part and 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 what you said, like that's that's accurate, but it's not totally the whole story or the plan, right? So all those costs up front uh, that we all those re- reductions in costs that we did to our overhead was directly passed on immediately at this point to the agents. Mm-hmm. But there's a bigger plan that maybe helps. Maybe ex- that would ex- help people understand why we're doing this. Well, yeah. So in any, uh, in any case, uh, if, if, if you do any type of like Excel modeling, or if you model any business of like a purchase predict demand versus supply and, um, uh, at what price point would trigger a, a higher demand or whatever it is, right? Like when, when we ran the numbers and we did all, all the, all of the modeling, it suggests that no, at this price point, you're expected to grow. And that's what we've, mm-hmm. and that's what the thing is. And so if you play the long game and you have to in this business and you got to play that long game, the the bulk of your, you, you got to basically, a short-term pain, which isn't even really painful for us oh. because reducing the cost. Because we shed the extra excess cost that we didn't right, need to be spending. Didn't, exactly. And so the long game is, that's where the payoff is. Yeah. That's where. And it's simultaneously adapting to the changes in the industry. Exactly. Like where is this industry going to be in two or three years? And I can tell you that I 
personally don't believe that high cost brokerages are going to be as profitable or a, a thing. I mean, why? What do you think is a high cost brokerage? Like fifteen hundred bucks a month, twelve, twelve, twelve hundred like, plus. Anything a thousand dollars to me plus eleven hundred plus is Thank like. <laughs> like over over a thousand bucks a month is a high cost brokerage, hundred percent. Brad's being nice, but over over a thousand dollars a month, I think, is a high cost brokerage, right? That's twelve grand a year, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a Honda Civic. And the other thing is, I mean, some some listeners might be like, "Oh, you guys got a fifty dollar fee to this uh, to this seven hundred dollar plan, right?" So the yeah. plan is seven hundred dollars a month. 12 transactions included. We did that because one a month is kind of like that arbitrary thing that I think has always been mm-hmm. in the industry. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there's like a lot of month. agents that sort of live they, in that 10 yeah. to 15 transactions so we can cover most of the costs for right. the average agent that needs to be very mindful of their spending. Right, exactly. And the other side of it is that if you have high producing associates, high producing agents, um, then it's a fair way to, um, as a... Yeah, to pay for the time of our resources. Right. Pay for what is being used, right? Yeah. Pay as you go type of thing. Yeah. So if you're a high producing associate that... And this was the challenge that we that that I, I think people don't really think about is that if you join a set, set fee brokerage, all of the associates who are doing... Let's say you're paying uh, $1,200 a month. All the associates who are doing one deal a year is paying a heck of a lot more per transaction than that agent who's who's doing who's got a team and yeah, their team members are paying plus. less and they're doing 100 plus transactions and all of the resources is not um efficiently allocated or or fairly, fairly. allocated yeah so to put it in perspective what would be the number that you would need to do to come to the $1200 price point 132 transactions. That's including that 12 that you get. Including the 12. So So 10 deals a month. (laughs) If an agent, yeah, an agent needs to do, no, more than 10. Yeah. 11. Yeah. 11 (laughs) deals, 11, 12, whatever. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) Actually. (laughs) Actually, it's just a little bit over. So, but then uh, they're paying $50 and it's like, and then it's fair. It's still fair. I mean, if you're making 132 transactions, well, shit. What's 50 bucks? Yeah. And so, and so, but like every transaction is what you need to count because that's where the money goes. So anyway, I think I am not being biased, but I am. I think that that is a fantastic way that we came up with to address fucking, all those issues. It's fucking awesome. Like, how are you gonna like you know? The people mm. who don't do deals contribute, and they pay less. And the ones that do contribute fairly to it. Yeah. And the ones that aren't a good fit, they don't have to fucking be here. This will also. That's right. Yeah? So this will also bring me to the point where I think those brokerages, I think people who are not doing the sufficient deals, they the brokerages that are taking 100%, $1,200 a month from people who are doing different numbers of deals, mm-hmm. Somebody's getting the short end well, of the that, stick that's on the that thing. one. Their their model is is based off of the fact that lesser producing agents have to supplement the cost to mm-hmm. to process the deals of a higher paid agent. Yes. 
100%. That's right. And it happens right across the board. Yep. Like everywhere, which that's unfair. Well, not everywhere because there's different models that are transactional right. based. But and like... You know what? Let's go to back to the other side of the spectrum though. You have other brokerages that are paying $100 a month and like $100 a deal or 150 or 200 whatever that number is going to be. The challenge for the, those offices that we, when we did our analysis and we're, what we're looking at is that um, your base cost isn't covered, right? Take a hundred bucks. You got a hundred agents. Mm -hmm. That's Fuck 10,000 yeah. a year. What like, <clears throat> no, sorry, 10,000 a month. I mean, you got staff member, you got, I'm surprised you didn't point that out. <laughs> I was, I was just, I was like, I was staff. like oh shit, he's better catch it quick. <laughs> uh, you got staff, you got rent, you got systems, and those things aren't cheap, right? Yeah. So, and then what you're relying on is volatility and volume of the market, which means that if you're like, as we've experienced in the last three or four years, the market has mm -hmm. take a, taken a, a toll. Numbers aren't there, which means brokerages make less. And those are the ones that might be more unstable on a f financial foundation than money doesn't matter when you're passionate about running a brokerage. <laughs> <laughs> Two things can be true at once. You can right? that also. <laughs> I'm not deleting. Nobody believes on this that one. shit. <laughs> Nobody believes that. But two things and can be true at once. You I can think be I've... passionate about running the brokerage, and money can. Sure it's as more fuck like. From an honest approach, it's more passionate about working with the people. Yeah. Well, and, and to it, it, for me, it's like seeing this vision through and having confidence that in the end, it really pays off. I, yeah. I love seeing agents make way more than the yeah. brokerage. <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting business, though. Like, <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I mean, it pays off for it's, us as well. It's an interesting business. But anyway, that's my rant on that whole scenario, if that was a rant. I don't know. That was a pretty cool anyway, rant. It's long, pretty calm. Long. <laughs> let's let, let's let FG rant on this it is for what's, a bit now. About real, no, we're trying to gain associates. <laughs> I met the, the brokerages that are talking shit. <laughs> wow. They can keep talking shit. Yeah. There's only reason one reason it's they're funny. talking shit. Yeah. Scared. <laughs> Maybe they feel empowered by sweet ass moments. But this is <laughs> But this is what's happening though. Well, I gotta give it up. I've been trying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just think that the industry's full of a lot of people on their way out. And it's very difficult when you're coming close to retirement. Mm. When you're working in this environment and this industry and the world's shifting so quick that the control you have when, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, your age age group would not, like, if you go to 58 to 62, 65, you're not looking to flourish and continue and innovate. You're now- There's a few. Your, yeah, it, it, there's, there's a, a few, but it's- Yeah, so they're hiring the young guys, but the young guys have to have a vision to innovate and not- fall into the old school mentality that's right and that's what's that's what's been happening so a lot of owners or brokers like across the industry are hiring young millennials thinking that that's going to be the difference but you still have to have a certain characteristic or a vision f to flourish and not fall into the old school ways because the old school ways have been leaving out the door 
for about three years now. And yeah. the change and the shift and the gap is what's causing this tension within the industry because there are millennials and then they're all the, 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 that gap is huge. Yeah, it's a big and gap. That's with owners and brokers and realtors as well. Well, and technology magnifies that gap because there's, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like there's there's agents. You know, when we talk about all the changes that we've made to improve the efficiency on both ends of things, there's a learning curve that has, you know, a greater effect on an older age demographic for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And you you feel it makes you kind of stop and think like, man, like technology really has been changing so fast in for our business over, over the last 10 years mm-hmm. that somebody that's kind of feeling like they've always been behind on it because they had, they're older and they have trouble grasping those concepts, it's kind of never ending. So that that's... That's, that's so, must be a hard thing to deal with. That's a very hard thing to do. But then the other aspect is uh, there's associates that decide that they can't grasp technology, but then they'll write a book. They'll put themselves out there some sure. way to adapt in a certain direction yeah, yeah. to still be Or just, relevant, yeah, just you know, dig into their lane and... Anything, and, yeah. yeah. That they're but the ones in. that complain yeah. and say it's changed, everything's changed, and it's like, well, then there's the door. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, it's like we put in this, like uh, we put in this new system, right? And uh, thing is, there's a learning curve to it, but yeah. we've used it so much that I am so certain. That, I mean, we've already seen it. The efficiency is there, that the productivity is is there. Like you don't have to go to multiple systems yeah, anymore to like uh, you know fill out your forms and then sign it and then submit it to the office. It's one platform, and it's like glaringly there that it is uh much more efficient and much more user friendly user friendly organized all sorts of stuff yeah, but yet they're... there's still some people out there that are saying that because you know what because they probably never even gave it a chance mm-hmm. well into it's it's we you know we've been talking about this for weeks that there's Unrolling it now is great because we have the time because it's that time of year where everybody's a little bit slower. But it also it also lengthens that learning curve because until you actually can get in and do it hands on, you know, it's pretty hard to watch somebody doing it on a shared screen. That's and, right. And pick it yeah. all up. But if we were in the spring market the rolling way. this out, nobody'd have time for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm the same way. I can watch three different training sessions and if you're not going to go in and do it yourself yeah like the first time that you're going to do it yourself you're still going to have questions you're not going to remember any of it and you're right it's like we chose a time that it was a little bit more quiet to roll it out which then lengthens that that um that uptake but I think that's probably a better strategy oh, sure than is. to roll it out in the middle it requires of patience, spring so market. It requires a little more yeah, patience exactly. and, and not to panic on it because like if you might watch three of those training sessions and feel totally lost. But again, once you kind of get a chance to sit down and actually use it mm-hmm. and and then probably ask for a little bit of help here and there, then it all makes sense. Because yeah. that's, that's even how I felt about it for sure, watching, you know, Andrew yeah give those sessions i was like ah oh, shit this is complicated but then the minute you start doing it it's it's pretty easy super easy yeah and it's um it's interesting how i know that's the interesting part to me is that um even though like for me and i try to 
always give everything the benefit of the doubt. And if you're using a new technology, you're going to be able to learn it. You're going, but you just need to, you know, mess around with it and play with it. But there are some that won't. There are some that just puts up a wall and say, nope. Yeah. It's too difficult. I'm not going to learn it. It's not good for my business. It takes well, aren't they a more discover time. now? But <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Dis- discover went under, dude. They're no longer around. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Anyway. Um what else is going on this year? I hope we can throw a stampede party. Uh yeah. that's one thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'd like to throw a. There's so many agents that don't know. Freaking Christmas party also. Oh my God. There's so many new agents that have come since we couldn't do any of this. I know. And they don't, they haven't even. But you know what? That's even more exciting. Yeah, it is. That's more exciting exciting because when you have an abundance of fellas that don't realize what iRealty is actually about, yeah. It's exciting to boo. You know, this whole COVID. It's fun for them when when we finally. Can this do it. whole COVID scenario has changed a lot for us. Like I think a, a lot of the new people who have co- came because we changed an, uh, our plan and we recruited and we're growing in a time that COVID was is still here and we can't get together. We can't do the functions. We can't do our spring fling that we usually do. We can't like put together a a, a party anywhere. I'm yeah, also poker tournament. Like, that sucks. I'm also being not insensitive to. COVID and everything, the effect it's had, but from a personal perspective, it's been a good break to reset business, yep. life, new Kind of like your ways. own personal great reset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your personal, the personal, personal reset. Personal great reset. <laughs> it's just a personal reset. Yeah. <laughs> Brad had to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go down that No, but path. that's true. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's, I think it's given a lot of people to a time to like uh, reconsider life, what they're doing, how they're doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's also given people who uh, isn't on the upside positive side of things. It it's really done. It's really done a number on yeah. people who are hurting. Businesses. For sure. And that's sure. a heartache because... Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, funny. Like, it's funny how that uh, how it's affected that. people very differently, and mm-hmm. like it's a lot of it has kind of been shitty or inconvenient. But you know, Bridge and I will say that we we've really appreciated the extra time with the kids family, yeah. and family. Like and like that's that's notable for sure. If oh, it's based uh, on finances, for sure. inconvenience doesn't lose money. You just got to pivot. Yeah. You know, it's not like... That's right. That was <laughs> so um, inspiring. Profound. What was? My two cents? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go off on inspiration? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But I don't know. I'm looking forward to a good year. Um, this podcast, we even had a, quite, we even had a discussion about this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know? Wait, the best was... Miss G posted a post for us. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't know what she was posting. So it was relevant to smoking marijuana. 
she was gonna post podcasts. Podcast. Oh. Podcast. <laughs> and she's like, boss, is this the one? I'm like, no. Uh, no. <laughs> no. That's hilarious. But yeah. But you what know, about the podcast? What are you saying? Uh, nothing. I'm just saying, like, even even during this time that we during the holidays and even during you know, being locked in and not going anywhere or whatever. Um, we've had conversations about this podcast, like where's it going to go? Um, should we continue to do this type of thing? And, uh, you know, everything kind of takes time, but I think it's a good venue for us to actually just sit down and chat. Straight up. Bring yeah. Some helps us spend time with each other and care about each other. Yeah. It's fun. Other than that, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, next week we have a guest coming on. Uh, I haven't confirmed it. Guess? Yeah, I haven't confirmed it yet, but probably. Nice. They got nothing else to do. Nice. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> yeah. I was. They, I was told. What by them? Yeah. I was, ah, don't worry, man. I'll yeah, let's make do it. it. Happen. Let's talk about but, um, how. We also have to business. say out there to, to put it out there that um, we are all socially distanced doing this. So let's just say that again. In case fucking people. lying, they're smothering me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all sitting on a couch beside each other. No, the setup is actually... <laughs> They're all sitting in Uncle FG's lap. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. It's kind of perfect for... Or you'd get stuck. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> get it? No, yeah. I get, I get yeah. that just yeah, fine. Get I get it. that just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to give it any more hey, attention huh? than it needed. You get it? <laughs> okay. Hey. Hey. Jimmy become like Vietnamese Santa Claus. Hey. <laughs> like red cheeks. Hey, did you get that? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Goddamn XO. That was, a, that was a good conversation. Awesome. That was a good one. Bye, guys. 2021. Peace.